0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Pendulum Show. My name is Yodin and I have my co-host Teva Bamba with me. And today we're going to be talking about a very light topic. It, it's about addiction, actually. Very, it's a very light topic that is quite meaningless to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really kidding. It's, uh, it's a very serious issue and it's, why it's a, one of the reasons why you want to actually talk about it, right? We know that a lot of people have misconceptions on the topic itself and even ourselves, including ourselves we have different perceptions of um, addiction and dependency, which is something our good friend Teva over here will go into because uh, mm. we consider him more of an expert on the matter. Bamba and I will be just uh, posting questions towards him. You know, he's a medical student as well. One of the best medical students I know. Right, right Bamba? Yes, agreed. Yes, this is why he's on the pendulum show. I love you. Know? It. Yes, not the fact that he's our friend and always with us, but <laughs> we choose to have him around. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a choice. You okay. You
1: have in a life-threatening emergency. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. We just, we're just we really lacking a lawyer as a friend. <laughs> Are you posing a question to the audience? Uh, if anyone would like to apply to be a, our friend slash lawyer, please submit your inquiry. To us. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay. So Teva. We just lost as an audience, right? All the lawyers who we actually do know, you know, and you just blew past them.
0: <laughs> well, they're not in our circle of friends, right?
1: <laughs> right?
0: I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a shame the three of us are Indians can't find a lawyer to throw us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We <laughs>
1: you
0: know what. Before I further ruin this show and the reputation that we have somewhat have for, I have no idea what. Teva, can you please tell me what is addiction?
1: <laughs>
2: okay 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 so addiction and dependent are always used interchangeably many institutions i mean different institutions define it differently even up to now there are, people still debate about what is addiction and what is dependence because it's very highly co- co- correlated although um, they are both independent of, of each other lah. So, addiction is defined as uh, compulsive substance use uh, despite negative consequences. Alright? That is just the, the entire... Uh, that is the definition of addiction. now. Yeah. And yeah. dependence is a state in which a person mm. can only function normally with the substance. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, yeah. in dependence, your brain function is disrupted by the substance in itself. And the substance, like... You become... Fun- you only, you, you're only functional... When you have the substance, whereas addiction is just you misusing a substance. So addiction is seems somewhat similar to substance abuse, where you misuse a substance despite its negative consequences to your health, your well being, everything around you. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, does is it um, a prerequisite to dependence? Does addiction eventually <laughs> lead to a dependence? Yes. Um, so,
2: uh, as I said before, um, I told you, right, these things are, are very, uh, they're very correlated. Mm. Um, you can say that, um, addiction can lead to dependency, mm. but that doesn't mean dependency is not something that stands alone. You can just, you can develop dependency
0: by in itself. Okay. Right? So you can be dependent, uh, but not addicted. You can be dependent, but
1: not addicted. Correct. So dependency must come first. Would you say? No, 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 no. It's oh. a
0: standard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mutually exclusive, alone, but
1: it's, highly correlated yeah okay i see
2: yeah uh, uh, let me give you an example let me give you uh, an example uh, uh, Make uh. It easier. I mean, easier easier Ooh. okay so um um in terms of addiction let's say uh, you are addicted to nicotine right so you misuse that's you misuse um you, you, you smoke a lot of cigarettes right despite its negative consequences just realize <laughs> okay but let's uh, okay let me give you let me pose you how depend dependency works as, let's say um you're taking antibiotics, yep. right, yep. and that makes you feel better. Okay. So now you just continuously take antibiotics because it makes you feel better. You're not addicted to the substance. You can remove. You can remove. Um. When okay, let's say you re, when you remove antibiotics from the system. Yeah. The system is not able to function properly. Okay. Okay. So so this is why uh, like what Yodin, you said just now addiction can lead to dependence. Yeah. Dependence also can lead to addiction.
1: Oh. Interesting. So basically, you can be addicted to something without being dependent on it to yes. function. Yes.
2: And you can be dependent on something yeah. without
1: being addicted to it. But you you need it to function. Okay. doesn't mean you're addicted. So does this only apply to substance? Like if you're talking about either mm. addiction or dependency, mm. does, does addiction, for example, only apply to physical substances? Mm. Um,
2: not entirely. Addiction can also be behaved. Behavioral, so um, you can like sex addiction. Sex addiction is completely be, uh, it behavior. based on behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no substance involved. Um, you can say the same for gaming. That's the new that's the new in thing these days. Uh, uh WHO just recently pu- published an article about. Um, including uh, gaming as a sort of addiction in the next um, ICD, ICD 11. It's already out.
0: Okay. Mm. Huh. Okay. So, this, so, where I am now sort of having trouble with, right, yeah. is okay, now that I know that these two things exist independently. Yeah. For, so, for example, if I have a nicotine addiction, mm. um, I, I'm just trying to see if, let's say, I come to a point where <clears throat> I am seeing the negative effects that it has on my health and i want to obviously make a change right and but right now if i know the facts that i know that i maybe maybe the lines are blurred to me i don't know whether it's a dependency or it's an addiction but regardless um what what would one do to try and get this, get rid of this habit or like stop the addiction
2: okay Um. <clears throat> so um, let me give you the medical student answer like, you didn't know medical okay. student answer okay yes you approach stop. any any you approach any condition mm. using this model called the biopsychosocial model cool na no? nice name
0: wow
1: yeah, it sounds like you made that up there, but... <laughs>
0: yes you are just like, like every medical other medical tell you that, just like other, other, every other medical term you can say anything you want we'll just, <laughs> we have no choice but to believe you you know <laughs> I love it right <laughs> We need more so, than one doctor, friend. Or so Bamba, let's include <laughs> that in the list. <laughs> we, just verify, eh. just we need to cross-check table.
2: <laughs> I don't mind. Bring them on, man. Bring them on. <laughs> so okay. So the biopsychosocial model—it's basically—you, um, it's a three-prong attack on whatever on whatever uh, problems you have. So okay. let, So what I'm trying to say is, okay, let's say let's let's take the addiction of um cigarettes, lah. Yeah. So first, we'll we'll approach it biologically. Right.
0: biologically all right
2: biologically means we use we administer different uh, medications
0: mm-hmm. as
2: well as okay for for this instance you can say nicotine replacement therapy is one idea um there are many there are some drugs that you can give patients for mm-hmm. them to for, for them to um how do i say this for them to for nick for for the cigarette to even taste bad in your, when you know when you're when you're smoking it these there are medications that can alter things like that Right. So the biological model is basically administering different sorts of medications to try and curb the issue. La. Mm. Right. So then, then you have the psychological approach. The psychological approach is when you, uh, this is when therapy comes into place. So you can use things like cognitive behavior therapy and um, as well as you can include things like um, family therapy, things that, things that approach, approach the problem psychologically. La, right. And then, uh, then you have the social aspect of it. The social aspect of it is like, Things like um, not go, um, there are there are there are help groups that you can join that mm. can help you um, overcome the addiction. There are um, they'll they will obviously give you give you like um, there are protocols, there are addiction protocols that you can that, that they give people who are addicts mm. to use and to curb the issue la. Yeah, so mm. it, it's like a three prong approach to the addiction itself.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: You know
1: what I find. Uh, interesting right like okay people generally know about the the serious so-called addiction so you have like nicotine uh alcohol uh hard drug but then there are other addictions right where it the line is a bit blurred like you have just given some examples right where it's more behavior based yeah so like there's sex addiction porn- uh, porn- pornography issues. addiction yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and for these right you thought the the Bio psycho psychosocial. social approach yes. may not work, right? Because like what, what can you what kind of medication can you give someone you to get over sex addiction you, like use huh? you use the psychosocial aspect of it like okay, okay,
2: right, right. You don't use the bio bio aspect. But
0: so it's not always it. a three prong approach.
2: Yeah. Not all. obviously okay. dependent on what sort of addiction. <laughs> You, this model this biopsychosocial model is an approach it's a psycho it's a psychiatric approach to any problem that you have
0: basically right okay but,
1: uh, okay uh, but then is is one more effective than the other so like is is the biological or the, the, the the approach of medication right mm. is that generally more effective than than the psycho and social aspects like obviously you know, if you're a smoker, yeah, I would probably like the most. The most direct approach is a nicotine patch or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, and and that like because you are addicted to substance, so you are getting that substance. Yeah, yeah, So like in that case, wouldn't that be more the most effective uh method of attack? Would be the, yeah. the bio approach? Um.
2: Okay. So let uh, me let me just, let me just uh, talk. pause. So, you see, in nicotine addiction, right? People uh, people always use these things like uh, nicotine replacement therapy. And like those patches that you were saying. Right? Um statistically, the biological the biological approach to it doesn't work as well as the cycle. And I think that uh ah, this one, don't quote me lah, but I think the psychological approach works most of the time oh. for most problems. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. okay. These are I'm talking about when we, we, we're we talking about hard drugs, yeah, then probably, let's say we're talking about heroin and cocaine, right? Yeah. The biological approach is very much needed. But the rest of it, psycholo- the psychological approach is the most effective.
1: Oh.
0: Is it like yeah. a mind over matter sort of thinking here? Mind- like you need to help, you need, is it like, you need to develop the will and then which trains the pattern to want to overcome this as well. Does this play a part into it?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um uh yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, you need
0: a lot of willpower, bro, it's not easy. You see, uh,
2: um let me just explain how these things work, lah. So mm. um addiction and dependency both works work in different areas of the brain. Mm right so uh, so on on the addiction aspect right mm. basically dopamine dopamine circuits right uh, these dopamine circuits okay let's say let's say uh, when when you when you're addicted to something right? when you let's say when you smoke a cigarette uh it gives you a dopamine kick. Mm. So dopamine is released from one neuron to another neuron. So uh when these when this dopamine when, when dopamine is in the space between the neurons, right? Mm. Uh because when you the more you abuse the substance, mm. the more um these the dopamine in that space between the two neurons don't get re-uptake. It doesn't go back in, right? right. So it stays in that space for a longer period of time. Mm. Right. Because it stays in the space for a longer period of time, that dopamine high is continuously there. It's not going away, right? Right. That's why you develop things like cravings. Cravings right. occur when this um uh, the, when the dopamine reduces to the point where it wants that high again. It wants that it wants that um it want that, it wants that space to be filled with dopamine again, mm. So it, the, the the mind kind of tricks you into thinking that this is the most important thing that needs to happen right now.
1: All right.
2: Okay. This this when the dopamine needs to be released and Anything I do, I need to do this first before anything else. That's why I say things like, they, they do these things despite negative consequences. When I say negative consequences, not just to your health, but to your relationships, to the people around
0: you, to your job, to your career, things like that. Right. It was, mm. Is it a matter of frequency or so? So for example, in, in that case, right? Mm. If, what if I just spaced out the time periods of me smoking a cigarette? So for example if i smoked one every 2 weeks or every month or so just one yeah could I mean, would that medical effect still take into play? Like, would I still develop a addiction or a dependency in that case? But I'm just consist- consistently doing it every month,
1: mm.
0: but just one. Like, what? what how much? Uh, I mean, I know there's no set number. It probably differs person to person. But is there a certain minimum quantity of substance abuse that is needed to form a dependency or an addiction on any given basis?
2: No, I would. I I, I would. I would. Uh, it's. It doesn't work like that. You see. Um. Mm. When the addiction is in, in is in place mm. um even if you do it once a month right yeah you're still looking forward to that one time you're constantly your mind is completely focused on that one day that one time you need to you need to smoke it so everything you do will be based on that one thing so the addiction is still there
0: right but right?
2: um okay but yeah, you, you, you can space it out as much as you want That's mm-hmm. for sure you can do that Mm. That one thing is we really need to see whether your willpower will be able to do that, lah. You know, right, right. That one thing. The other thing is you're still addicted to it. There's still you. You still. You still. You still look forward to that one day, and everything you do will be moving towards that one. That one time you smoke it, because That's as I saying. said, dopamine high is it's crazy, bro. It's it's like um, it's it's like the best thing that I've ever had. You see. Dopamine is a approach. Dopamine is an approach neurotransmitter. It gets you to do things. Mm. It pushes you to do things, mm. and it's the most is the most potent neurotransmitter mm. that we have. It's literally everything we use. To dopamine is the thing that we use to gain success in life. Dopamine mm. is also the thing you use to uh, procreate, mm. propagate the species. Also, is based on dopamine. Um, for you to um, progress <coughs> in life, also is based on dopamine. You see. Mm.
0: Mm. Okay. What if, for example, I'm I formed a nicotine addiction. Mm. I've realized I've come to an understanding that I want to quit. And then, you know, you get to a point where, you know, okay, the natural first step uh, would be like, maybe from five, six a day, I'll go to four, I'll go to three and so on. So maybe go back to, going back to my example of once a month, right? Because you justify it in your head that a one, a cigarette once a month cannot possibly kill you. I mean, we obviously, we would think that, I mean, obviously, you know, we can't say that it's a fact, but you would definitely think that it's a lot better than me smoking five, six a day to just once a month. And then, you yeah. know, the concern or need to kick the habit completely goes out of the way. Yeah. Is this any way, is this better though? Because the thing is, you're rationalizing in your head that I've done, I've made this great leap and you're almost to the point where I just cannot give it up, right? Yeah. No matter what, I, I can't give it up but I've reduced it to the bare minimum. Is this something yeah. like, at least from a medical point of view or what, what are your thoughts on this sort of rationalization? So
2: I think this, these uh,
0: rationalizations are is that acceptable though? You know, like, is that, like, if someone told you that, if let's say your best friend told you that, right? Yeah. Would you still be pressured to, like, probably, probably tell him to quit, for example? Okay. So,
2: um, this question, okay. Uh, the protocols in Malaysia, at least, mm. right? What we, our, our nicotine addiction protocols, the things that we run in our clinic kesihatan, right? They work like this lah. Um, when you come in for your first visit, they'll ask you how many cigarettes you smoke a day, and they will draw up a plan, right? And this plan will include, um, uh, okay, so let's say the first, let, let's say you come in with a, a 20 cigarettes a day. They will ask you reduce to 10 cigarettes for one week mm. and see how it goes. And then they reduce it to five cigarettes a day for another week and mm. see, how, see how it goes. It gets to the point where you have one cigarette a day
0: mm.
2: and then we see how it goes. And then you start on nicotine replacement therapy. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, to the KKs I've been at, mm. the clinic kesehatans I've been at, especially the one in Cheras, Shut up to KK Chiras.
0: Shout out KK Chiras. <laughs> <laughs> we are no way sponsored by KK Chiras.
2: <laughs> but yeah, KK Chiras, um one of their biggest um, boasting points, right, is the fact that they have got 80% adherence rate. So 80% of people who have come in with a nicotine addiction there have managed to cut to stop smoking.
0: So Is it something that they do differently or?
2: No, no, they, they follow the same protocol, but for some reason, KK Chiraz is really good at it.
0: Oh, so it's the residents of Cheraz that is a little bit more resilient compared to the rest of us. Maybe, maybe. Is that it? <laughs> I, don't
2: or, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But okay, in this one instance, it the protocol really, really worked. Okay. Right. But generally, um, I'm talking about the world statistics itself,
0: hmm.
2: it shows that it doesn't, lah. Oh, yeah. It always it always works best when you so it's uh, like either all habits. it's an all in or nothing sort of thing, right? Like, all in or nothing solution, yes. Oh, yes,
0: right. Okay.
2: That uh, the, the, uh, as I said, like this this model works in some places. Like as I said, in Kakektras, eighty percent is a really good number. It's probably one of the best in Malaysia, to be honest.
0: Bamba, do you have any questions? Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, so what you're saying is that even if uh, I'm a heavy smoker, I reduce it to very... Even. Mm. But, okay, so obviously the harm, in absolute, you know, absolute terms, the harm is less, yes. much less. Yes. But because I'm... there's all. So what you're saying is that there is always a chance that I'm going to get back into the the, the mode of... And, and this happens fairly often that I get back into the mode of change ch- smoking. Yeah, the chances it, of
2: you going back to your yeah, old ways. If I didn't high. pick
1: it all together... Yeah. I I can basically expect that I will be back where I started at some mm. point. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I'm getting from you. Okay, yep. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess you can always like revert back to original state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and
2: you didn't, you know, on the on the matter of even willpower, right? Mm. I think I think the I think the concept of willpower cannot is not something that can be at play here because these things are. It's not, it's not, um, these things are primitive, um, um circuits in your brain, you know, mm. for whatever reason, those primitive circuits will definitely override your willpower. I mean, willpower will
1: not be able to stand to these circuits, lah, you know, that's what I'm trying to
0: say. Right, right. Okay. Basic
1: biology basic. Work, Yes. <coughs> and it's not really that you have as much control as you think you do yes, over your actions. Mm. I mean, this, this, uh, brings, brings me to a question which I want to ask. Mm. Not, Oof. some people oh
0: no who is this people on
1: one fine day on one fine day (laughs) the habit and that's it They'll, they'll never smoke a cigarette again yes and some people they can even experience serious health conditions, heart attacks, you know, even have cancer and they still will not be able to kick the habit. So what is different between two groups of people? Are, are they wired differently? Huh, good question. Um Yeah. Um some people are wired differently. Mm. Crazy,
2: right? Um recently recently um the thing one thing that um, medicine has been researching really heavily on is epigenetics, right? The concept of epigenetics, where is this a subsidiary of epic games? I don't know what epic games is.
0: Oh
2: gaming Carry on, sorry. So the concept of epigenetics, uh, epigenetics uh, basically says that um, throughout uh, your generations, right, mm, there are chances mm. that genetic ma- material. Mm. can be changed by the environment in itself mm. for you to have different circuits so right. um, let's say let's say um, your father smoked mm. right? the chances of you smoking would be higher and that's not be- that's not only because of the fact that your father smokes not this, not just the social aspect of it but genetically you're, you can be wired in a way that for you for your dad it was hard to quit smoking. You, for you so it would be relatively hard. You, It would be hard to quit smoking.
1: That's fascinating. Uh, like, when, when when, we learn about epigenetics in, like, our basic biology, right, yeah. it's, it's these things exactly. about how, like, uh, no, no, I mean, like, we, we did, right, in, in school, I, I remember they were saying, like, these are the old ideas where if your if your parent broke his leg, you could also break your leg. That, that, that was what I, I learned about. I have not heard this ah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because, um, Let's and say your, your your
2: your um, father's bone fragility was such. Okay. Your bone fragility could be the
1: same. Oh, okay, okay. So it's working in that. So, yeah. So is okay. It that the environment has changed the genetics, or that my father was genetically predisposed <laughs> to particular behaviors, mm-hmm. and therefore his genes are passed on to me, mm. and then. I also... Uh, mix, mix, of a, mix of both. Mix of okay, both. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other area because kids...
0: May are, I don't, I, I don't, don't know so much know. about happy love roots, on, very hard.
1: Does that mean we need
0: to be basically creating generation of superhuman like down the line to for them to be... Yeah, so... He, that's a
2: good... Uh, that's a good way of looking at it. So when you... when At the point where you think that, okay, now it's time for me to have kids, mm. right? You should look into the fact... You, you should look into how you can be at at the, at the at the prime of your being so like in any way you can la. so when when you're having a kid. Both parents should should look into things like um, working out, eating right, making sure in every way you when you pass on those those genes, right, you get to you get to choose you get to create the most the most effective person, I guess. I I, I don't know. To, I guess you, you understand what I'm trying to say.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Very interesting. So hmm, coming back to the point of addiction, right? I know at least from what from what I'm familiar with is that people that I'm surrounded by, um, they view these bad habits as a form of a reward, yeah. right? They they probably would have a cigarette, have you know, even having a drink, right? Even like. Yeah. You know, for I, for myself right now, so if I work like a dog for five days every week yeah. and I'm always thinking about the beer I'm going to have on a Friday night mm. and I have one beer every Friday night, but I do it consistently. Again, can you just please enlighten me first? What is that addiction or would you call that a dependency? Mm. Is, it, is it what I, is addiction it what love. I, it's an addiction. You don't, have to, you don't need it to function. I don't need it to function. Okay. Okay, right. So then how would you how would you try and tell someone that, mm. because again, right, one beer, you know, because everything in moderation itself, because and based on my behavior, I am yeah. drinking in moderation. I'm drinking one beer for four weeks in a month. But that will not kill me and I still can live a very long fulfilling life. Yep. Right? So then where do you draw the point of the problem where if, because I'm addicted, but medically, from a health point of view, mm. I'm not at risk of, a lot of things, like Bamba said, the absolute risk as that de- is dramatically reduced. Yeah. So, do I actually take a, take the effort to actually do that as a problem?
2: Okay. See, uh, uh Yudin, in this sense, right? Let's say when you're talking about alcoholism, right? Mm. So addiction, as I said before, was defined as um, compulsive use of substance despite its negative consequences, right? Um. Accordingly, negative consequences is when you drink. 14 units of alcohol in a week Mm. right so you are not compulsively drinking Mm. and you're not having one beer one beer is only one unit of alcohol Mm. when you push past the 14 units of alcohol and that's when it's counted as abuse Mm. right Mm. so if you're having one beer a week perfectly fine i do it
0: no but then you call it addiction right because i'm still
2: yeah that's that's the thing i don't you, you can't call it addiction i'm sorry
0: okay yeah, okay so early. and then but he wouldn't really classify it as a dependency no either. of course not you, okay okay no
1: need it to function i like this lie. you know teva is going to be a great doctor because he has diagnosed yodin's addiction and then solved it in three minutes <laughs> like, you know Te- teva is quick doctor as long as you have
0: one like, Yodin. you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, I mean, okay. I don't pass out in your room at six o'clock. Exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I guess,
0: okay, moderation is fine. Yeah. Also, something that uh, I'm aware of is that. Something-
2: you see, before, before you continue, right? Yes. See, this is how, this is where you see that different substances affect you differently, right? Mm. Let's say I were to say you can use heroin once a week. <laughs> You know, it's completely different. It's not the same. That's why you yeah. approach different addictions different
1: ways. Like okay. You, so yeah. for something in moderation, in it's moderation is fine. fine. For some, for other things, any uh, amount of it is. It's, and it's all tied to the effects of it. Yes. You have to look at the effects of it. Yes. Correct. Right. right. Okay. Okay. So uh, we've been talking about very common types of addictions that people talk about. Mm. But there may be other addictions, right, which are even more common than these, mm. which people don't treat as a problem. So you have mentioned like, okay, gaming is being diagnosed as an addiction now. Yes. Uh, pornography definitely is an addiction, though most people don't treat it as a problem. Yep. And there are loads of other things like, which are very behavioral, right? Like, yep. uh, handphone use, uh, you need, you know, coffee, yeah. caffeine, right?
0: TikTok, uh, do,
1: you, do you think, okay, so do you think that, that people nowadays, right, they're picking up all these habits mm-hmm. without a clear idea of the consequences. Like, we, we have a lot more stuff in our lives that we can become very attached to. Correct. And do you, and do you think that just the fact of us being either dependent or addicted to all these different things, yes. it, 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 it affects the way that we function? It, it's
2: got a negative impact on, on us? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, um, like what I was saying just now, um, these things are run on dopamine circuits, right? Yeah. And dopamine is the... The most potent neurotransmitter, right? As I said before, this is the neurotransmitter of approach. Mm. So you the ability for you to reach success is based on this on this yeah. one neurotransmitter, you know. Yeah. So if you're heavily if you're heavily addicted to many things, yeah, dopamine is always there, right? right it's right. always gonna be in those neurons in those spaces between neurons, it's always gonna be there. Mm. So which means the most important things in your life becomes less valuable. Right. You understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? So so yeah. because you because yeah. dopamine is such a it's it, you're so used to it. You're so used to it always being turned on. Everything else in life becomes um, dull. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Secondary or I would say duller. Just yeah. everything else becomes like um, it's not. It's not as important as your addiction. So right. your
1: priorities change, change from, completely. Yeah. Achieving like your life goals. Yeah. Towards uh, your 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 aim in life. Yeah. Your purpose. These these things.
2: The mm. the more
1: important things in life you would tend to put
2: off because you're getting that dopamine you from there. Correct, correct. I'm getting it right now. I'm getting it instantly. Yes. Mm. Instant gratification um, versus delaying
1: it for a little period. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um, Fascinating, like, the way that uh, culture has shifted, right? Like, even, even things like watching a movie.
0: Yeah.
1: It was, you know, something you do once a month at the cinema, right? Yeah. And then it became uh, something maybe you do at the end of the week with your family around the television set. You, you buy a movie or something mm, like that. Yes. And, expensive. and now, it's like Netflix, I can have it on the way to work. I can have it during lunchtime. I can have it before I sleep. I can have it all the We're, we're on-demand
0: culture right now, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and people don't generally think of that as uh, addiction or a oh, problem, or, or, or as a form of abuse. Yeah, but like from what you're saying, it it actually is. It is. It is. And we're is. just we're just ignoring the.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. I I haven't <laughs> stand by the idea of like so recently. Me and Bamba have been doing this as well Right, mm. we've been trying to cut out all some forms of addiction from our from our lives. Like uh, one of the biggest ones we have is
0: caffeine, la. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And how uh, is that been going?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Caffeine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So in that in that sense, um, did it? Was there any really strong
1: resistance? Resistance? Like but we are for a temp- week in. Yeah. We yeah, were only about a week <laughs> in. But yeah, the first few days, quite tough. Caffeine is one of those things like, the, the first day is really the worst. Mm. You can just barely function. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't get any work done. Yeah, You're sleepy all the time. You have headaches. But now, I mean, four or five days later, I feel I I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. So is that...
0: Mm. So, okay, that's obviously your will. To fight the urge and the temptation to have a cup of coffee, right? right that yes. is, and you also have the belief that eventually I just need to hold out enough until I generally just stop thinking about it. When I stop yeah. thinking about it, then I won't have the need to want and drink one. Yeah. Right? Is that and and also
2: hmm. new forms of circuitry will will pose itself, like, So <coughs> right. other things will satisfy your need for
0: dopamine. Yes. yes than, right. Okay. So, uh, actually, on that note, right. So. Mm um would you how would you sort of it's more of a balancing act i think in my opinion or so because you don't want to be going into a part where you're just replacing one addiction for another right yeah for sure for sure so how is there a way on how you would try to avoid that um replacing one with the other yeah replacing one for another so you know, uh, something that's quite common. Uh, I guess I am going, going back to smoking. A lot of people also, because you know, it's purely from a simple thing of um, putting something in your mouth, right? Yeah. You're holding something in your hands, your mouth, right? And then the most common uh, fallback, someone trying to quit, is that they keep on eating. Yeah. Because uh, most of the time, another thing believed that smoking does is that it it quenches your hunger mm. so you obviously eat to quench your hunger or even yeah. if the hunger isn't there you just always use to putting something in your mouth so how do you balance that right now for, for in in an example like that huh. this one very much, oh i'm sorry to... okay no but yeah, yeah i would
2: say let me mm. just say this um I, I feel like okay when i was explaining the point where um you see when uh, dopamine is being released and it's in that cleft and then um, it's not re—it's not re, reabsorbed. It's not reabsorbed, right? Mm. The point is to hold it out until the point where these um, transporters are available again to reabsorb that dopamine again. So it's not in that cleft for a long period of time. So you wait okay. it out yeah. until that happens.
0: Again, so you just, you need to wait out for a certain period of time. You don't At want to least. be replacing something that actually reinforces these, these yeah. neurons, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Then yeah, that's quite that's quite simple. Does does rehab work? Does rehab work? When you say rehab, what do you mean? Um, I guess the traditional understanding um, of what we think rehab is, right? You we always <laughs> imagine it to be more of like a a place you go to and then you're rehabilitated into um maybe doing different things and then you're also prescribed uh, drugs and different mm. sort of medication as well. Mm. I mean, I'm not too... Also I, I, To be honest, I'm not too clear on what actually goes on in rehab. So maybe you can enlighten on that.
2: Yeah, okay. So the typical rehab center, like what, literally what you said, you didn't. they give you medication. They get, they get you to kick the habit. So obviously, um, rehab centers for diff- a variety of different things. But you have centers, uh, heroin. You got rehab centers for nicotine abuse, all sorts of things. Mm. But to answer your question, whether rehab works or not, um, it will work, lah. It will work only for people who want to do it. Mm. You can't force someone to go to rehab. That's impossible, because as soon as he's out, he's gonna go back, he or she. <laughs> but rehab, yeah, I would say, I mean, this is based on evidence, so lah. Rehab only works when that person is willing, willing to try, mm. willing mm. to try to to kick the habit. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, Bamba, any? Questions.
1: No, I think I think it was covered it uh, pretty uh, thoroughly, but. Uh... I, I think for for some kinds of addictions, right? Mm-hmm. When when I say people are not aware of the consequences. Okay, for example, Uh, uh por- pornography is actually a very good example because yes. I hear so many people tell me some pornography is actually good for you because it helps you to it, it's your it's a form of release or something like that. Otherwise, it's all just you know pe- uh, pent up and and things like that. He's because,
0: because he's conflating masturbation and pornography.
1: Yeah yeah okay yeah yeah it's, it's, confl- it's conflating the two. Mm. But you know, uh, I mean, obviously it's an Addiction which affects men more than, than uh, women right for whatever reason even though like now apparently uh, more and more women are also affected by this addiction mm. uh, but, but yeah I mean it's actually like shown to have effects on your relationships on your you know uh Sexual tendencies, ah, sexual tendency, even your your sexual performance when you're older, so yep. it, it, uh, it, it's correlated with ED, uh, erectile dysfunction, all these kinds of things, right? Yep. Mm. And, and people, it's just not even mentioned to us, whether it's the media, whether it's culture, or whatever. Yeah. Do, do you see any, <laughs> other thing, any other kinds of addictions or attachments, right, which, which uh, people generally just treat as okay?
0: Like, normalize the behavior yeah.
1: normalize to the extent that uh, mm-hmm. even treat it as good
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: I think like what Bamba said I think porn- pornography is that one mm. that one thing that people
2: just normalize and think that um, right. you see um things like this sort of behavioral addiction right, like pornography it poses a lot of effects like what Bamba said later on in life you don't see it now mm. actually, Um, when you form Long-term relationships. The there is there's things like performance anxiety. <coughs> there are things like um older men wanting um you, you know the term cuckolding, right? Uh,
1: yeah, mm, yeah, mm. So
2: you would rather you would rather watch watch your love loved ones loved one.
1: Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> you would You would rather watch than to even be there yeah yeah in intimacy right it, it, yeah. yeah and and erectile dysfunction is one of it mm. uh we have we begin we, we have normalized it in a sense because i don't know maybe maybe it's because of the shame that it, that comes with it love. and because we don't want to live with that shame it's better to just normalize it and make it okay so that we don't have to live with that shame for the rest of your life mm. but you see shame is a teacher my friend shame mm.
0: is a teacher Shame, doctors Teacher shame, doctor teacher, shame. Yes. Can doctor shame. shame.
1: shame we'll teach you what a shame teacher is. A shame is an indicator that something you're doing is. Uh, it's you are an indicator that something you're doing is, is not right. Like some some shame is well placed, some shame yep. is misplaced. Yes. But we tend to forget that, yeah, sometimes <coughs> uh, shame is, an is, is the right indicator, right, yep. for types of behavior. Mm, uh, mm. I, th- I think another one would be uh, social media. Mm.
0: Yeah, TikTok. I'm I'm really hopping on TikTok right now. Hey, yes, Bamba. I'm talking to you, Bamba. <laughs> Only <Totally> Bamba. <laughs> yes, I don't have the app. Teva doesn't have social media. You have everything. Ah.
1: Okay, but you know, uh, I, I don't know why this uh, brings the association to mind, but uh, I, But what do you what do you think the role of uh, spirituality plays in
0: Ah, good question.
1: <laughs> You, you know uh, i'm i'm catholic uh, your name is catholic right and then we have this period of length about 40 days around before easter where people generally give up something so a lot of people give up me but you know we add on things like i gave up social media this year for land. Mm. uh yeah so uh obviously my spirituality is playing a role there right yes. In giving me the willpower to do that yes uh, Alcoholics Anonymous yeah. uh, to be to join Alcoholics Anonymous you have to acknowledge a higher power right? yep the third step is basically acknowledging a higher power you're right, right. so does it play a very big role uh, people who do not have that kind of spiritual fulfillment mm. or attachment are they at a disadvantage to others when it comes to you should kind of, um, of course even for
2: me I think even with my addictions I think spirituality plays a vital role like mm. you I mean because you accept mm. there's something more than you and you want to be as close to it as possible, correct? Right. right. right? So you would do it you would do whatever it takes, right? Mm. Um I don't know. I, 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 don't know how, I, I don't know
1: I don't know whether I don't know whether people who are not spiritual are at this but at this advantage really Right, I mean, right. What interests to me is that when you're talking about uh instant gratification, yeah. Uh, in favor of long-term satisfaction, right? Mm. Uh, spirituality definitely, in my mind, plays a role in the sense that that is the longest-term satisfaction that you can have, right? Like, yep. what is the point of suffering? Uh, I mean, for some people, they think, like, what is the point of, of suffering? And the point is that at the end of it, there, there is something at the other end of yep. that, that tunnel, right? So, I mean, that's this is just my opinion that maybe that that has uh, something, something to do with yeah, it. Okay,
2: but in a sense, you can also say that um, giving up these instant gratifications. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something in the end, but um, your life would be better in general. Right, 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 right. right. You you see the effects of effects of giving up your addiction very, very quickly. And that is something people need to take home. Like right. honestly, as soon as you give it up, you don't have to wait long. Obviously, it will be the it will seem like it's the longest time right. in your life, love, for sure. But once you once it's it's only a short period of time. Right after, right after that, you will experience everything that you've been missing out on, just yeah. because you were addicted to this thing, right. and and that is like for me, for me at least, like I see, I see it very clearly. Like my, the energy comes back. Your um, like for Bamba, mental clarity comes back. So you you get so many things that are. It, it it's not it's not the long
0: term effects. It's not if you wouldn't yeah. count it as long yeah, term, yeah, right? Yeah. It's right now, right. right? yeah right just like maybe like one last thing yeah i always just i struggle to possibly maybe if i'm talking to someone that is facing a problem with whatever particular addiction that they are they're having or dependency it's always the the, i have a problem coping with trying to de-rationalize their rationalization of their addiction you know and it's always it's more of like they if they have a very maybe one-dimensional view or, or or a very realistic view to some people, you know, because they just feel like, you know, they go into this existential crisis, like what's the point of living life? And like, life is so short, right? In the end, mm. why, am, why am I trying to have a healthy body when at the end of the day, I'm just going to die? Why, why do I need yeah. to prolong my life on this earth? For, yeah. Eventually to a point where you don't actually have the physical capacity to enjoy and do the things that you want, right? So it's all, we, I guess maybe this is where instant gratification comes play, right? Because, you know, maybe, you know, subconsciously you realize that you, you want to experience a lot before you can't. And yeah. it's always the thing where, you know, you you want to try everything once. It's always the thing. You want to try everything once. You want to do it and can in the short lifespan that you have. And then one way or another, then it can go, go down into a bad road. Yeah. But, If someone were to just throw you that life is short, right, what would you say? Like I I really wouldn't know (laughs) how to answer that, you know?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, Julian. Um I think the the mere fact that People rationalize like that mm. is a testament to the addiction. So because dopamine is always being kicked, right? You
1: do not know how to delay that. Mm. I mean, you you can't even see. Yeah, you, you can't you can't see. You you can't even see beyond that. Like your you know yeah. frame of thought is is very becomes very short term yeah. So mm.
0: yeah.
1: And like like um uh one one way you can look
2: at it is uh, most people who are neurotic they are more more likely to be addicted. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that is because I mean you grab while well, the grabbing is good lah. You know. Mm. Yeah. So, in a sense, what what would be your the answer to um, yeah life is short? I would I would suggest that uh, you did you ask him back. Mm. Why, why is it always a like him him or her? Ah. Why do you think life is short? Oof. I mean, the way you break down rationalization is you question it question the basic assumption. yeah right? because because it's basically like an overvalued idea,
0: right? Correct? But what question? if I agree with it? I mean what if I accept that life is short? Uh, then you are delusional as well. Uh? Oh no. <laughs> like legit I've been in this problem before you know I'm like yeah man life is short <laughs> like <I>, he <laughs> went into a point where I was sad <laughs> and then this person was sad <laughs> but the thing is I was like thank god I'm not addicted to this thing but I'm like god damn life is short you know what I can't tell you what to do <laughs> But but yeah I mean it's good it's
2: it's it's a it, one way one good way that you can get rid of an addiction is find out what you what your purpose is look, mm. find out what you want, what what will give you meaning in life and and uh, use
1: yeah. that as the not stop and i think you've mentioned once before also like you have to picture the kind of person you will be without this yeah right yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah.
0: That belief system in itself yeah. will kick the habit that really? should guide you. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know what? Thank you, boys. I feel like I went through a lot today. Wow. I know. I feel like a release <laughs> <laughs> that has happened.
1: <You> <laughs> Let me go and have a to talk about porn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See? You see? You know what? I'm very thankful I can only see
0: (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) Oh my god. You know what? I'm going to have a cup of coffee after this. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Does anyone else else have any questions? No? No. I think we're all good, right? Uh. Well, I think that's about it from us. If anyone has any Thoughts and opinions on addiction. We actually did... Actually, we asked... We posed this question a while ago. Let me just go through some of the responses. Ooh, we had responses. Ooh, that's it. It's all from Bamba's friends, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> where are my friends at? Um, Wait, where is it? La? Uh,
2: I can't... Yeah, so... uh, 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 Bamba, you can read it. Eh? Yeah, can we pause that? Wait, you want to pause it?
0: Unpause it. You've been recording. Um, so... Okay, so we yeah we got a couple of responses. Bamba, do you want to just read out one or two?
1: Yeah. So the one that uh, first uh, stands out to me is from Arul Selvi, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and she says.
0: Arul.
1: Yeah, and and she says, "They say that the opposite of addiction is connection. So uh, I get, I guess, what that means is that you are replacing the high you get from the sub from the substance with real human connection, which gives you a." That, that gives you true happiness and satisfaction I, I think that's yeah that is something that we didn't really uh, get yeah. into so much here today mm, mm, mm. It, it does make a lot of sense like I mean you, you always hear about people who, who are who, who get into addictions because you know they're lonely uh, feel abandoned yeah so yeah good, good okay point
0: all right. Okay, we yep. had one. Yay! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, Arul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, so if anyone else has any thoughts and opinions, please do um just share them with us. We'll be more than happy to listen to it. In the meantime, I will be go I'll be drinking a cup of coffee. Um thank you very much guys for <laughs> Coming on the show and talking about this, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. I'm really, I'm really tired, <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's about it from us. Yep. All right. Yep. Good night. I'm always good- saying good night. Good night. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I'm committing. <laughs>
1: good night. Bye. Thanks, everyone.